Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers on a Tuesday morning. How is everybody doing? We are going to have a good one today. We're going to have Dave come on. He is going to give you the breakdown of the playoffs. Good morning on a Tuesday, Dave. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. So what are your thoughts of the play playoffs so far? It's not exactly the way it was scripted. So uh, talk to me about what your th uh, thoughts are up to this point. Well, I guess up to this point, pitching wins is my thought. And and small ball is is uh, a winning formula. You know, pitching great defense and a little small ball gets you a lot of wins. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the success model this season has been the small ball. There was a game last week, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, it was last, last week, last week and a half, uh, Minnesota versus Houston. And there was a bunt laid down, and it was perfectly executed by the defense and offense. And I showed it to my wife, and I said, everybody move. This is exactly the way it's supposed to work. Everybody move. One person crashed. One person stayed at home. Um, so now we're in the ALCS and the NLCS. What is it going to take to advance? You still think it's well, a small ball? I still think the number one thing is going to be pitching and defense. And I think you see that with uh, some of the the strength up the middle with these teams. Um, you know, I you know Diamondbacks for sure. I mean, you look at um, uh, Perdomo, you look at Cattell Marte at second base, and um, uh, Alec Thomas in center field, um, and um, Moreno behind the plate. Up the middle, they're as good as anybody. Um, then you've got Corbin Carroll, who's a natural center fielder playing right field. Um, they call the outfield in Arizona the no-fly zone for a reason because everything gets caught. So if you're a pitcher, you can pitch to contact a little more, and um, your defense plays right into that. And uh, pretty soon teams are three up, three down, and they don't even know what happened to them. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing in a lot of these series. You know, we're watching um, last uh, the other night, we're watching uh, the Rangers and the Astros, and you know, the long ball's getting Verlander here and there, just solo home runs. But, uh, you know, the defense that I saw out of the Rangers was really good. Their left fielder, their center fielder were playing lights out. So, you know, Montgomery can sit there and pitch the contact a little bit and uh, let guys hit balls and they know they're going to get caught. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, there's an advantage to pitching the contact and knowing that you're, you're kind of in a safety zone versus worrying about, and not being able to be fielded. So you, you've watched over the years a couple of pitchers. So <laughs> when when pitchers can pitch to contact, right? Definitely. I mean, you, you have contact, confidence in your defense. It changes how you pitch, and it changes how a really good MLB catcher is going to call that game. I mean, Real Mudos, you look at the catchers that are left, you've got, you've got arguably two or three of the best in the league. Um, Moreno is still an unknown, but I'll tell you what, I've watched him all season and, and he's lights out. He's as good as anybody behind the plate, calling a game, handling pitchers, and then you get a little offense with it. Um, but it's going to change the way they call a game because they know Alec Thomas is as good a center fielder as anybody in the league. I don't care what baseball field you put him in, how big the field is. He's a wide receiver out there. He catches everything. Yeah, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was watching game one of the ALCS on Sunday night, and there was a situation where you had the bases loaded and Martin Maldonado came up for the Astros. And 
I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why don't you pinch hit for this guy? Because he, you know, he's batting under 200. And honestly, your your catcher of the futures, your your rookie Diaz, yet the next and he struck out. And then the next inning he goes out and he frames two pitches to get two uh called uh third strikes and makes a couple of nice um, plays behind the plate, walking wise. And I thought, all right, offense sells exactly. tickets, defense wins games. Well, and, and that's a great point because I think most of these teams have a hole in their lineup deliberately because they know the defense outweighs the offense and they'd rather have that guy in the lineup. They're not going to put somebody in there that that is not up to it defensively. And, you know, for the Diamondbacks, it's shortstop, Perdomo. Defensively, you know, gold glove. Uh, offensively, it, it comes and goes. Um, you look at Maldonado, he's a hole in their lineup for sure. But there's no way he's coming out of the game that Verlander's pitching. No chance. Maybe in the eighth inning when Verlander's out and there's a situation, but not before then. And, you know, Perdomo, you watched him against the Dodgers give himself up three or four times on sacrifice bunts, moving runners around, and, you know, that's his value right now. So um, that it's a great point. There's holes in the lineup, but you make them productive in different ways. So – you know, you and I have watched a lot of baseball. You know, we won't talk about our combined age and how much baseball we've watched because mm-hmm. that embarrasses each other. But you and I have watched a lot of baseball. Growing up, it was a get them on, get them over, get them in scenario. Someplace, and I don't know if it became the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run chase where everything kind of changed if it became later on with the steroid era. But are you finding that we're starting to see a shift back to get them on, get them over, get them in versus worrying about the home run ball all the time? I just think it's a difference between regular season baseball and playoff baseball. Okay. And it's similar in hockey. I always called the hockey regular season the second preseason because all that really matters is the playoffs. And the game is completely different once the playoffs start. Everything tightens up and guys go harder. And it's the same thing in baseball. You know, every out matters. Every run matters. You watch how these guys manage. It's totally different. Um, You know, you've got starters on a short leash. You're using your entire bullpen. Um, You know, you're button runners over. You're trying to advance runners any way you can. Guys who normally wouldn't hit behind a runner and give themselves up are doing it. Um, I just think it's a difference between regular season and playoff. There's definitely more long ball in the regular season and that puts fans in the seats and that, you know, gets people excited, but I don't think in the long run, it's a winning strategy. I think you, we've proven that with how many teams that have been built for the long ball that have not really gone very far. Speaking of that, you had four teams that had Tampa Bay Rays had 99 wins, but you had four teams, 99 wins by the Rays, hundred wins by the Dodgers. Um, 101 wins by the Orioles and 104 wins by the Braves all get swept in the first round. Um, I not swept. I'm sorry. All that lose out in the first round. The only one that didn't get swept was the Braves. Uh, a lot of those focus in on, on the home run ball. But that being said, out of those four teams, who are you surprised the most to see get knocked out this uh, in the first round? I would say the Braves and the Rays. Because they had the best pitching, I think, of those four. Um, You know, the Orioles had, you know, all the young stars that 
you know, you could argue maybe are uh, maybe a year ahead of their time and are going to mature and be even better next year. Uh, the Dodgers pitching, obviously we know that now, but, you know, you lose Urias, Walker Bueller doesn't come back. Um, they're hurting. Dustin Mays out. Um, we knew their pitching was hurting. Um, but the Braves have good pitching. The Rays are always pitching rich. Um, and pitching, to me, wins in the playoffs. So those ones surprise me a little bit. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a good call. I wouldn't have thought the Braves. I, or I mean, I wouldn't have thought the Rays. I would have probably said the Braves and the Orioles, uh, just because the Orioles, I mean, remember, the Tampa Bay started out 13-0 and and then just kind of slowly, and the, the Orioles said, you know what, hold my drink, we're going to take care of this. Um, and for the most part, had it most of the season. Um, so yeah, that's, but that's a good call and, and pitching, pitching is key, especially, and I, I tell this to fans all the time and you'll probably agree with me on this. Um, when you're playing the regular season and it's game 41 of 162, a mistake throwing air, not hitting a spot, missing a sign doesn't seem like a big deal when it's best of three or best of five or best of seven. It's a huge deal. Yes. And so, uh, totally, and it's a whole different mind shift right now. I will argue, though, that game 41 out of 162 could make a difference on whether or not you get a chance to play in October. Just ask the Cubs and ask a few teams that missed the game and missed the playoffs by one game. But neither here nor there, right? Um, totally. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you think about some of these teams. I mean, the Diamondbacks couldn't win a game to save their lives in, in July and early August and turned it around. You know, if you've got 103, 104 wins, it doesn't really matter. It obviously doesn't matter based on what we're seeing. But, you know, the Dodgers aren't the team they were in June. No, no, they're not. So who gives a crap what numbers attached to their logo? Who are you now? Right? Yeah. And no, we I found agree. out. And it's all, I, it's, it's all of them. I was, I was a little surprised to be honest with you. I was a little surprised that uh, Minnesota didn't take out Houston just because they came in hot. Right. And yeah, but Minnesota also got fat playing a lot of bad teams. That's, that's, do you know any of those teams in that division or do you follow? Any yeah. Of those teams? Yeah. Everyone's going to think that I'm a turncoat, but. Um, I have an AL team and an NL team, and, and I'm supporting my NL team now because I live in Phoenix. But the White Sox are my AL team, and they were flat-out terrible. So, Yeah. Did they – I don't remember. Did they hit triple digits this year? I don't know. I stopped watching. I couldn't put myself through it. Yeah, I don't – I've been there. We've especially, had some... especially when you have such a great team in your own backyard here that you got to support. And – you know, you watch guys. I, I love Gabby Moreno behind the plate. Corbin Carroll's easy to love. Um, you know, Zach Gallen, my, my son trains with Merrill Kelly. Um, just easy, easy guys to, to just root for and like. And, you know, you kind of know their stories and what they've been through. Mer Merrill Kelly was not supposed to be, you know, in the major leagues right now. And he's, he's, he's the number two guy on a team in the NLCS. So just good yeah. guys, easy guys to, to root for. Makes it easier. All right, so you uh, you're making the Vegas odds right now. Uh, who advances to the World Series, and why do they advance to the World Series? Final question. 
I think uh, I think the Rangers are going to beat the Astros, and I okay. think the difference is going to be Bruce Bochy and pitching, and it'll be some tight games. But uh, I think Bruce Bochy will outmanage Dusty Baker, you know, seven times a week if you let him. Um, so I think that's the difference. I think it's tight though. Um, the NL side. Um, you know, the Diamondbacks are going to make this a lot closer series than anyone thinks. And, um, you know, they just got done shutting down Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and some other pretty good hitters. So Bryce Harper and and Castellanos, I don't think, intimidate them much. Um, Philly's a, probably a deeper lineup and better pitching, better catcher. Well, I don't know, maybe not a better catcher than than the Dodgers guy, but Real Muto's arguably top three in the league. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tough. I I don't think the Diamondbacks are are mature enough to to pull this off. I would love to see them do it, but I think it's probably Phillies Rangers. Phillies Rangers. Okay, okay. And if that's the case, who's your dog in that that race? Uh, Bruce Bochy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's such an interesting playoff because I early on when it started, I was hoping for the Battle of Texas. I thought that would be a lot of fun to watch. And I've been out to Houston. I've been out to Arlington this year. Um, but on paper, and this is why you don't play the game on paper, on paper, it would have said, you would have said Dodgers Braves, right? On paper. Um, both teams are are golfing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. The two teams that they played against are not golfing tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you look at how the Rangers were built too. It's It's kind of fascinating because – you know, free agency usually doesn't get you a winning team, but here we are with, you know, the whole middle of their infield is free agents and their mm-hmm. lights out. So, yeah, it's, no, uh, it's, it's a fun, you know, and I honestly, Dave, I hope that more and more kids are watching these playoffs because in the playoffs, the simple things that you're taught going back into Little League that you mess up are the ones that hurt you significantly. And the things that that you're taught, i.e. how to crash a bunt, who goes where, how to hit a spot if you're a pitcher, how to not swing on, on 3-0, how to understand that the pitcher's thrown seven balls in a row, don't go up there hacking, make them work for it. Those are the things that make people advance. And I hope the kids are watching it. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you go back to game one against the, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. What happened? On the first play of the game, Cattell yep. Marte hit a, a rocket off of your center fielder's glove. That ball's caught. It's a different game. Oh, that ball's caught. It's an incredibly different game. It might even be an incredibly different series completely. Yep. But um, that got inside of Clayton's head, and he made some bad pitches. Well, and part of that, too, is that the teams play each other so much, there's no secret. So they had every... Every trick Clayton has, they've they've seen a hundred times, and same for the other side. The Dodgers knew what the Diamondbacks were all about. The difference is, you know, the wild card I think is that these kids are maturing faster than anybody realized, and it's hard to prognosticate that. Like, how good is is Corbin Carroll going to fold? When is he going to fold? The pressure is going to get to him. Blah blah blah, and it's not. It's not. Alec Thomas is getting better. Gabby Moreno gets better every series. Perdomo's getting better. You know, Zach Allen is showing us that he is a legit Cy Young guy, and he he should be in the top three in that voting. I mean, they're just 
they get exponentially better each series. The veterans, you don't have that. Everybody knows it's a known quantity and some of them are on the decline, but these kids just figure out ways to get better faster than anyone ever anticipated. It's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it it is very cool to watch. And I honestly, to I just, I love October baseball because there, there's nothing that frustrates me more, Dave. If you and I were sitting in the stands in May, uh, in Arizona, because I don't, it's it, against everything I believe to go in there June, July, and August. Um, you know, when you can fry an egg on the ground at three o'clock in the morning. But um, if we're sitting there at in May and you see somebody just swing at that ball three or and strike out, or or you see a cutoff man miss it, it's kind of frustrating. But I love how it gets just magnified during the playoffs. Everything is magnified during the playoffs. Every hit, every, and I, you know, watching game one, I, uh, game one in the ALCS on Sunday, I was impressed with Bruce Bochy's baseball IQ. I, you had Jordan Montgomery that had an inning where he had bases loaded. And in the bullpen was Andrew Heaney, his game four starter. And so he recognized, hey, this guy's got to throw a bullpen anyways. We got a couple of days off here. You know, we can put him in. And make it happen. And nobody thinks about that stuff because that's almost taboo in the regular season. So. Well, sure. And and those guys are – they're just built for playoff baseball. Bochy's been through the wars. I mean, he's got World Series rings. Um, he's just a damn good manager. And I've always believed that, you know, if you pick out the best manager, you're probably going to pick out the team that's – a team that's going to make a really long run. Um, they're going to get the talent. They're going to get the most out of their talent. They're going to find ways to, to, to leverage situations in their advantage. So I got to shout out, you know, I shouted out most of the Diamondback lineup, but um, two guys, Christian Walker is mm-hmm. a guy that uh, really has turned into a, a force at first base. He, he basically outplayed Freddie Freeman for three games, which is mm-hmm. not an easy task. And Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman did not play poorly. He didn't hit, but he did not play poor. He made some great defensive plays, but it seemed like every time Freddie made a play, Christian made a play. Every time Christian made a play, Freddie made a play. And uh, that was really, really good to see. Um, and then uh, how about Evan Lagoria? Oh, my I mean, gosh. He gets picked up off the Giants. He's like, you know what? I think I might retire, but I live in Phoenix. And, you know, I could go be kind of the mentor and 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 help these young kids along. So maybe I'll do that. And he's been nothing but awesome the whole season yeah um hasn't hit a lot played some decent third base made a great play against the brewers um got a lot of play but um he's been he's been fantastic and i'm I'm happy for him as well those are great shout outs because those were two guys that i went to game two of the the dodgers diamondback series and i i can't remember what he had done in that game but he he's that guy that has enough of a reputation because you and i remember his home run in game 163 when he was with Tampa Bay, send those guys to the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. he, he just is that guy that has enough of the veteran presence and enough of the reputation that if you make the wrong pitch, he'll make you pay for it. And Christian mm-hmm. Walker, oh my gosh, I'm glad you shouted out that guy because that guy's, again, Arizona doesn't get a lot of, of publicity like they should. Um, but Christian Walker is a good dude. I mean, everybody talks about Zach Gallon this year. He got 15 wins. Zach Gallon, Zach Gallon. 
But Christian Walker, not only can he bench press you and have a cheeseburger in the other hand, but he, he can actually play first base and actually hit the ball a little bit too. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch. And, you know, I'll be honest, when, when we traded Goldschmidt and they brought up Christian Walker from AAA, I'm thinking, well, this guy's a, a 200 hitter in the major leagues. He may play some decent first base, but he's just roster filler till we get another guy. And I'm glad to say I'm completely wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, I appreciate your, your breaking down the, the series and uh, both series. And we should definitely talk and have you on again after the world series is over. So we can compare notes on, <laughs> on how much we were right or how much we were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, and I, you know, it's tough too, because uh, I've become a Bryce Harper fan here the last few years. And, uh, it's kind of a no-lose situation because if he wins, it'll be a good thing, and Diamondbacks win, it'll be a good thing. So, You know, and you made a reference a few minutes ago about hockey, and I've made that reference offline to a number of people, and I've said to people, especially people that aren't hockey fans, I said, listen, about 15 years ago, hockey changed their rules on two-line passing, and it made the game a lot quicker, right? I mean, I... I remember going to a game where Luke Robitaille was the healthy scratch. You don't you don't healthy scratch Luke Robitaille, right? Unless the game is way out of out of his control. Um, the game has gotten a lot quicker and a lot the baseball MLB has gotten a lot quicker, especially with the pitch clock and throwing runner, you know, throwing over twice, having two disengagements, where you see a lot of the teams like the Orioles and like the Diamondbacks are very successful. You see teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Braves who aren't as young struggling to find in best of three, best out of five or best out of seven series, struggling to find wins. It's just the way it is. Well, and you look up and down the lineup of the Diamondbacks, you know, you got nine guys. I'll bet you six of them are plus runners. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you see it when, when the balls hit to the outfield and there's a guy in scoring position. You know, there's just that extra level of panic in the outfield because they've got to get rid of it because they know that guy's flying. And yeah. the third base coach is probably sending them. So um, that's exciting baseball right there, not station to station. Uh, you know what? This guy can't run. He'll, he'll barely make the third. I don't need to get it in quick. Um, that's not fun baseball. But that's also why you have guys like Christian Walker and you've got guys like Evan Longoria who can hit those guys in and – I mean, Corbin Carroll is, and I and forgive me for the reference, he may never be this good, but he reminds me a little bit of Ricky Henderson, where if he can get a walk, he can turn it into a triple because he can fly in the base pad. He can steal a couple of bases from you. Definitely. Um, and, and he's a smart he's a smart hitter. He's hitting from the left side, so he's seen a lot of righties. Um, he's got more power than people think. I mean – there's just a lot to like there. But once he gets on base, you're right. I mean, it's game on. And if your catcher's not up to it and your pitcher's slow to the plate, God help you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. All right, Dave, let's do this again after the World Series is over. Let's figure out what we knew and what we didn't know. Um, I know that I'm smart enough to know that I'm dumb enough to know that I don't know everything. So <laughs> let's just keep it like that, right? Stick around for a well, second. I, but I made a reference too. You're, you're an NLS fan, so I'm expecting you to – at least secretly root for the Diamondbacks here. Yeah, I yeah, I would love to see an underdog. Yes, 
Um, I just don't think they're going to get past Philly. I, I think you're right. I think that they're playing a little bit ahead of themselves. I just don't know that they get past Philly. But I would like to see – listen, they knocked out my Dodgers. So I would love to see them go far because then it's not a waste, right? Yeah, there you go. And so – but, yeah, I'd secretly like to see the the – but I just – I don't know. I'm going to say the exact same thing that I said on the podcast before the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, the exact same thing. If Arizona scores early and plays, get them on, get them over, get them in, they're unbeatable, period. But if they don't score early and they have to wait till the fourth, fifth, or sixth inning to score, Philadelphia is going to eat their breakfast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just the way that it is with that team. But We'll see. And then, then it's going to be up to the Longorias and the Tommy Fams to – to try to create something out of nothing or, you know, somebody, somebody makes an error, somebody gets a walk somewhere and steals three bases. Who knows? Yep. But yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah. We just, uh, again, I, the Diamondbacks are, they're not a, Hey, we made the playoffs and then we won't see them in the playoffs again for four or five, six years. They're going to be challenging the Dodgers and the Padres. um, And who knows what the Giants do. Um, They play in a really good division. So, Count Colorado yep. out and then work from there. Yeah. Well, and I don't think we're going to hear much from the Padres for a while. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They, 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 they gave it their shot and their windows closed. Yeah. Well, top fan rivalry followers, uh, Dave and I are going to move on with our Tuesdays, but we're grateful that Dave, you've been on and given us your analysis. I hope you're enjoying this on your drive to work. Uh, we'll make sure that we tag him, make sure that you, uh, leave a comment, tell us what you think. But Dave, I sure do appreciate you always being on with us. Yeah, no problem. Let me talk about a different team too. It's uh, actually a winning team. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> yes, that's, there's a little truth to that. <laughs> All right, my friend, stick around for a second. Uh, have a good one, Top Fan Rivalry followers. Enjoy your uh, Tuesday. We'll see you on Wednesday with a new guest.